Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Well, good evening, everyone. Um, I'm so glad to be with you guys this this evening. Um, It's right before a big holiday for everyone, so I figured it would be a really great opportunity for us to um, converse about just events that are happening today in our lives, how we're feeling, and how it is that we have gone from believing so much in our faith that we've had And now that we've uncovered so much information that made us unsteady, that brought us to a point where we were like, we no longer have any structure or foundation to what we believe in because we've been able to uncover the mystery um, or the, the lies, essentially, that we've been taught. So because of this, many people feel insecure When we think of home, we think of a place that's almost like just this warm blanket that we come home to when it's cold outside, when the world is tearing us down, when we're working hard and and nothing is giving us comfort outside. We come home and we open that door, we turn the key, and the relief that is on us, why when we open that door the relief is on us because we know that we are in a familiar place a familiar surrounding we are now secure we are safe we can go and lay down and lay our heads on our pillow and we're kind of relieved from the stresses of the world well we can kind of make that analogous to religion when we grew up with all of our religious beliefs that was our home That is the shelter that we thought when we were coming from the outside world of cold cruelty, of pain, of war, of fear. We sought refuge in our home of what we found to be security and stability and and warmth and a cozy place to, to now take the burdens off of ourselves. Our religions were our homes, but now... We're uncovering so much. We are in the age of I know of which now we are no longer children that are told what everything is and we believe it. But now we are venturing out into who we are. We are actualizing the I am. Who am I? And we are starting to use the who am I to touch things, to now rename things, to now look at situations from a whole new adult mature level, and we're able to examine whether our beliefs were based on truth or whether they were based on illusion. And so when we've done that, the inevitable response to now looking where you might uncover the mysteries of religion, the inevitable response to anyone who is truly seeking in truth, the inevitable result 
will be that you can't stay in religion anymore. You have learned too much about the home or the security blanket that you thought was your protection. In fact, you have learned that that home was really a deceiving illusion in order to make you believe that that was your real security. Imagine all your life you put your stock into believing that something outside of yourself was your savior and that it was going to save you, that when things got tough and you were in a storm, it was going to be there to rescue you. But now that you've become an adult and you've searched out the things that were told to you as a child and you're finding that they're not exactly true, now you're looking at what it is that you've been told and you're finding out that you probably were deceived. And so there's pain there. There's hurt there. There's concern there because now where do you go when there's a storm outside? Do you go to the Sunday church and sit in the the pews of the churches? And can you again listen to the pastor and the preacher that is going to tell you that your Savior is coming to save you? If you do that, will you be comforted anymore with what you have uncovered and what you know? Well, I know for me that I can't. Not that I wouldn't try. Because all of us want to feel secure sometimes, but we're like, we'll even create an illusion around this so that we think we're protected. And so we might go to the church and say, okay, I'm just going to believe in this. Even though I know it's a lie, I'm going to fool myself. But it doesn't work, guys. I'm going to tell you there are two, two factors that will happen. The one factor is that you are in deceit of yourself. You are deceiving your own self. And so your spiritual body is affected, your emotional body is affected, and your physical body starts to become sick. You become ill when you ignore the truth and you try to keep yourself in escapism and alive. But not only that, the more you build up your illusions and you decide that you are going to shut off everything that you know that you have uncovered and you're just going to go back into your beliefs, then your world just starts tumbling up, upside down. In fact, the universe will not allow you to sit in a place where you believe the lies anymore because you have already uncovered. And so the universe, if you decide to stay in your belief, even though you know that it is not true, the universe will keep creating circumstances in your life and events in your life of which you will then be asked again to repeat your questionings of what it is that you were taught to believe and indoctrinated into. You will not be given peace. If you try to ignore and you try to retreat back to your security blanket. So what is your security blanket now that you no longer have those old definitions of what you consider home and secure and safe? Your Savior coming to save you. A place to go on Sunday. Warm food in the oven when you got home. People at the church is the fellowship you the fellowship with you that were there for you if you stayed in their faith, they would have done anything for you. And now you no longer have that. How are you handling it? How are you coping now that all your walls have tumbled down? You see, your Bible gave an esoteric truth. It told you that you cannot put new wine into old wineskins. Why? Because the Jesus of the Bible said if you do it, it will burst. It will not be able to contain the new wine that is put in the old wineskin. And so now you as an adult, you've left the education of a child, and now you've explored and you've discovered that the truth is not what you were shown. 
And so you will try to take that truth and put it back in the old bottle that you had, your body, your old temple. You'll try to take that truth and contain it in your old temple. And your temple will start to break down because it cannot hold on to this truth if you desire if you decide to live externally showing the world that you are still in your world of belief. You see, we can pretend all that we want, but energy knows. It understands what truth is, and it understands when you know it. Because your DNA changes within your body. Your entire body structure starts to vibrate at the frequencies of what it is you expose it to. And this is why what is happening with the Paris attacks and all of those things, what it does is it creates a new story so that your ears can hear it, and now inside of you molecularly, your body starts to transform and change based on the information that they gave you. Now you can imagine all of the information that they gave us all of our lives that our body and our DNA responded to and changed its molecular structure to. You can imagine what kind of, of a structure we have within our body. Was it healthy? Of course it was not. But now here it is, you've transformed yourself. You've created a new wine by uncovering the lies and discovering what is really going on in this world. And now your DNA starts to vibrate. It starts to become alive. It starts to repair itself. Now you are so, you are able to grasp things that you never thought you could grasp before. You are more intelligent. You, you are more capable of reading something and understanding it on your first read. Why? Because your DNA has now responded to the food that you gave it, the healing food, not the junk food of lies that you were always given as a child when you believed, but now you're given health food. You're given new wine, and now your body is starting to respond to it. Some, because it is so heavy, this information, this new energy that is on this planet is so strong that some old wineskins cannot contain it. Some old wineskins are breaking down. Even new wineskins are breaking down. People are getting sick. You're hearing of people that, that are young, that seem vibrant and healthy. You're hearing of them getting sick. One after the other, you're hearing story. After story, after story, you're wondering what is going on here. Our world is changing. There will not be an Armageddon tomorrow. The world is not going to end, but there's an end to an age, the age of which we all believe. That is changing now. We are now metamorphosizing into a new creation. And so when a new creation comes, the old skin must be shed. And so some people, because they cannot handle the high vibratory frequencies that are now coming down here, they can't stay any longer. And now their soul has to move on somewhere else. We are living in a complex world, guys. This world is so, it has so much that the only way that we can figure it out and be healthy, not only physically, but mentally and spiritually, is to feed ourselves what it is that's been hidden from us, to study, to dig, and to discover and uncover. That is where your health will lie. Your body may give out, but your spirit will thrive. 
because your spirit knows when it is being told a lie. And this is why the world has suffered for as long as it has. This is why there has been war, there's disease. We all suffered in this world. We've, even if we're not suffering, we see that it exists, and we fear that one day it may come to us. This is madness that we've experienced. And the only way that we can heal from it is to now uncover. When you uncover what it is that has been masked, there's the healing that begins in your spirit. Your spirit wants to respond in a healthy way, but as long as it is being fed junk food, your spirit just dies. Your soul is saddened. You are depressed. And so if you choose to, even though you've uncovered things, if you choose to regress, your spirit is going to be sad. Your, your soul is not going to feel as though it is living its purpose. And so you may feel melancholy. You may feel as though you don't know what is up and what is down. The world seems upside down today, doesn't it, everybody? It is upside down, but it's in a beautiful way. Because as long as you go towards the information instead of running from it, then you're going to uncover things that are going to let, it's going to resonate with your spirit to such a degree where your spirit is going to say, yes, I know that. I remember that. I can't tell you in what lifetime I knew that, but I know that because your spirit is eternal and your spirit wants to remember and it is up to you to help it remember through your digging and your studying and that is where the healing of your soul begins. You want to heal. You want happiness even in a world where there's a terrorist attack or there's terrorism, or even if it's manufactured terrorism, you want your soul to be happy amidst the chaos. And how do we create that? We keep going forward, guys. I'm just going to read the introduction to my book. I've done it once in the past, so I'm going to do it again. And just to remind us the age that we are in and just to encourage us to keep going and keep feeding yourself, keep developing your new mind, allowing your DNA to change, to heal what has been damaged by the lies. See, we think that words have no power, but this is why it's called the gospel, because they're putting spells on you when you read their book. And so those words have power because they have the ability to change your very DNA. And this is why the book of John 1, 1 says, and the word became flesh. And the word was God because that word projected itself out and it created whatever it is it wants, it desired to create. And so when there is a spoken word or a written word that you use, it can curse you and it can spell you. Or you can use the word to break the spell, which many of you have done and we are doing. And so I'm just going to read the introduction to, to, to my um, book, just to show how we live in an age where we are breaking the spells of words that have been used on us. This is why the Bible and all, all religious books are written in different languages and people can't figure out what it really means and what it does mean. That's confusion. That was intended confusion. And we can see the confusion because there are many roads, according to these books, to your creator. And they all disagree with each other. They all contradict each other. That shows the madness, and that shows the abilities of words to corrupt 
the hearers. The world has been corrupted by these words. This book, these books have had thousands of years on the planet, and yet we do not see peace. We do not see harmony. We do not see any of the things that our souls crave. We want to be able to walk out that door in the dark and come home safely as we can. Why haven't we been able to do that with all the religion on the earth, with all the books on the earth that tell us how to, what to do, commandments, principles? Why hasn't it changed? Because we've been put under spells with words. And we must now break it, and this is the age in which we will do it, the age of Aquarius, the age of I know. And so even if some disagree that we are not in that age yet, we are approaching the age, it doesn't matter. Because before, before anything happens, even in, the cos- in, in cosmology, before an event happens in the sky, you still feel the effects of it even before it happens, and we are feeling it, and we know we are. Why? Because we have the Internet. I could say one word right now, and you all can go and you can type it in and Google it and get the worldwide information, the brain of the world. You can find that information and access it like that. That is like your brain. Look at the age we live in. We live in an age where there's no excuse to be ignorant anymore. <laughs> How can you be ignorant when, when the information is a touch away? And you may say, well, there's so many contradictions just on one topic. How am I to know? Well, you are underrating yourself because you will know. And it is only through examining the pros and the cons of everything that your soul and your spirit will determine what truth is. And we will all come to the same conclusion at the same time if we in truth are searching. And this is the age that we are in. I'm just going to read my dedication because I never got to read my dedication to my children and my husband who were so patient throughout these last seven years of me doing everything that I was doing, all of my changes. They followed me out of the country. My husband sold our house. He sold everything that we had, gave up his lucrative business because I said I had to go. And so him, in loving me, said, I'm going to go with you. And even though I saw the pain in his face for having to give it up, he still did it. And my children, who, who were so wonderful to me, and because of it, they learned so much. We learned so much. Sometimes when you leave the place that you were at, you go from the outside and you learn about the outside. Now you can look back into where you were at and really understand what was going on and what it meant. And I learned so much leaving the country that I think that if I had not, I would not have come to where I am today. And so I realized that I was obeying energies that were put in me. These strong energies were taking me places that I had no idea why I was doing it or why I was going it. I just knew that it was in my soul. It was like in my breath, and if I didn't do it, I was going to die. I knew it. But I didn't know that what was going to be shown to me were different lessons. I had no idea the education I was going to get and how even though some of the areas that I went into, whether it was belief or whatever, were not there so that I could stay there, but it was there so that I can get a lesson in it so that I can come out with the perspective to be where I am today. And so I appreciate it all. 
and I appreciate my family, and I just want to read the dedication to them. To my children, Virgilio, my firstborn, Shane, my secondborn, and Abram, my gifted daughter. I was the womb, blessed the honor of your birthing. I gave you life, but you breathed life into me. It is an appreciation and love that I write you, my dear husband. I thank you for a love that has evolved and grown into arenas that I could have never imagined. A love expressed through patience, tolerance, and one of uncondition. I thank you, my beautiful husband, for patiently tolerating my periods of occupancy, my never-ending desire to know, to then share, all of which, without restraint, you allow the expressions of. I thank you, my love, for your gentle hands of assurance to always be a backing to me in all of my endeavors, your tenacity and all your undying expressions of love, truly and utterly an unbreakable love. I know now why we were meant to be. Before the visit upon the wounds of our mothers we were spoken for, I only hope to be granted every chance of evolution lying within your arms. I love you, my soulmate, and as has been evidenced, I know that you love me. What I just shared here, I know (laughs) that so much of this happened for a reason. I know meeting my husband, everything, guys, what I'm trying to express happens for a reason. There are no coincidences in the time that we are living in right now. You're on YouTube, right? You're watching a video. And somehow in your peripheral vision, as you're watching one video, you see the title of the next video. And it was totally off of the topic that you were just watching on YouTube, but somehow your impulse to open it up and the information that you discover is something your soul was looking for, something that needed more confirmation and more further insight into. There are no coincidences. And so every place that I went, every person that I met, even having met my husband over 23 years ago, each child that I had, I learned something from them. And I know that based on my blueprint, why I came here, that they were placed at certain points in my life in order to assist me in my journey. And their love was an example for me because it was unconditional. It didn't matter that I was upsetting everybody's life by deciding I was just going to pick up and leave the country. How, who knew where, what it was going to be like in Egypt? We didn't know anyone there. How about Spain? We didn't know anyone in Spain or France. We just, they just followed me, and we went. And they still loved me. That was unconditional love. I grew up in a religion that taught me love based on condition based on the fact that I followed and agreed with their tenants. But yet, through my family, I was able to see where real love was. And so these are educations, guys, that you all are going through. We are being shown things, even if it's the smallest thing. It's all synchronistic because you're try- it's trying to show you something through a lesson. What is your lesson And what is being shown to you today? What is going on in your life today? Because there's a lot I know that's going on in your lives today. We're all being faced with decisions that we must make. We're all being faced with confusion, with all sorts of illusions. 
What is your fight today? And who's being put there in your walk to help you to continue on your path? The age of I know, what is it? (laughs) The age of I know is a time where we will not be allowed to believe anymore. We are going to uncover. We are going to discover. And we will reach a point in which we know. What did it say in Genesis 11? It says, behold, they may become like one of us. Why? Because somehow it was thought that if they gained enough knowledge, somehow the God of the Bible was threatened. But yet, we are told that he is God and there's no one like him. That we are low and we are sinners and we are nothing. But somehow, in Genesis 11, he was threatened. Why was he threatened? (laughs) By us. Little old me and little old you. Because knowledge, guys, is where you are going to find the abundance. Knowledge is where you are going to empower yourself to no longer rely on anything outside of who you are. Who are you? I am. That is what I am is. Who are you? The knowledge, it is what is going to empower you. In the book of Jeremiah, it says, my people are destroyed. Why are they destroyed? It says, for lack of knowledge. Again, the same thing. They took the knowledge from us and made us stupid. Stupid in the way that we no longer saw our power. So the only way you will empower yourself in the age of I know is to tap into that knowledge and it's all there for you. You have no excuses. You have access to it. You don't need to go to a library. You can sit in your very comfy home where you are secure and safe. And you can do your studies and your research. Now it's the time to empower yourself. And I'm going to open up the phone lines and see how you guys are doing and how you're dealing with the energies that are here today, how it is that you are assimilating into knowing now. What did you believe before? How did it impact your life? And how is it now that you are able to still feel safe? Or do you have fear still? It's okay to have fear. It's okay to retreat back. You see, in this journey, many will vacillate back and forth. We are all different beings. We are all different souls, and we react differently. So no one can judge you on any way that you are proceeding on your journey. Nobody can. Because even if you went back to church, there might be an incident there or a person there that you might meet or something just might happen that may snap and make you realize the fullness of your journey. So follow your heart is really what it is. What your gut is, what that inner compass is. Like I went and I sold everything. I told my family I was leaving. That energy that was in me that was just making me feel I needed to do it, that is what you need to tap into. You need to tap into that well that is so strong and so powerful that for me it knew that after my seven-year journey I would come back and write a book about everything I found and that I would no longer believe in religion once I came back into the country. I would no longer believe in the God of the Bible. Who knew 
I never thought that was ever possible. There is no way that Vera would ever not believe in the Bible, ever. It had to be proven without a shadow of a doubt for that to happen. And little did I know that that is why I took every single step that I took. And so, sure, each of us are going to react and vacillate in different ways. And so if you felt compelled to go back, whatever it is, no one's here to judge you. This is our journey. This is your journey. Your journey is not my journey. And who knows, you might be on the path to discovery. And so don't feel bad if you have fear, if you have trepidation, if you don't feel secure, that's okay. You see, in life, if everything was easy, we wouldn't be able to triumph over anything. If you didn't have fear, it wouldn't give you courage. So you need the fear so that you can actualize your courage. And then once your courage steps on the fear, then you see how powerful you are. And so everything that you're doing is part of your journey. It's part of your process, and it's beautiful. You are uniquely beautiful, guys, each and every single one of you. And you will change your family's lives based on what you find, your children mostly because you have more of an influence on them. And so like a plant or a tree that is bending in a way that might hit your house, you go and you take another branch and, and a rope and you tie that tree and you pull it back to the other side so it starts to lean the other way. That's what we do for our children. My son the other day, I, I just sensed as a mother, he's 18, he's in college, he has a lot going on, he's working, he used to make so much money, now the business is slow, and so he has a lot of things on his mind. And so I went into his room and I was just like, what's going on, how are you? And he's like, nothing, Mom. And it took me a bit of prodding, but eventually he says, I don't know what's going on. I'm just losing it. And I told him, I said, I know exactly what's going on. You know, he's rejected. Um, and it, being that he was very religious as well, he really believed in what my religion was, from the Hebrew Israelites to the Christians to the Jehovah's Witnesses. Now he really is finding his own way. And I, I don't influence him. He has not read my book. He doesn't listen to any of my teachings because he has an independent mind where he now wants to discover on his own. But one of the things I've been expressing to him here and there is about the fact that he's a Gemini, and I've been telling him his qualities and how it is he needs to face life and do all of these things. And it's the one thing that he's actually interested in because everything I tell him, he's like, he, he realizes how the, hell, how the heck does my mother know this stuff? And so now he actually had his friend come to my house who's going through problems, and he begged me to do his friend's chart, and I did it. And his friends, his, both of them now are just wowed because of it. And so the other day, you know, when I noticed something was going on with my son, I think that was yesterday, I don't remember, but I, you know, started to speak with him. And I was like, yeah, I said, you are going through this. And I explained to him exactly what's happening. And he looked at me, and he's like, how do you know all this, Mom? I was like, for one, I'm connected to you. I'm your mother. For two, I'm 47 years old. So I've had much experience to learn things. And for three, I, I study things, and I study you because I love you. And so just know, guys, that even if you don't have someone there for that to, to, help, to help you understand what's going on in your life, just know that the answers are there for you. And you're going to need certain answers for your children. You're going to need to be able to help to guide them 
to pull the branch over so that it's not swinging in a certain direction. Just maybe say something to them that's going to help them because the energies now are so powerful that people are just either losing it, they're breaking down, or they don't know what to do. And so we need to figure out ways that we can heal people. We can help people cope at this time because when there's no religion to cope, which is an illusion, what are we going to be able to give them? Because it's going to be knowledge that will enable people not to be fearful anymore. So how are you feeding that? How are you getting rid of your fear? I'm going to open the lines. You can talk about whatever you'd like to speak about, questions, whatever it is. I'm going to open the lines up now, okay? So I'm going to go to someone's phone. I think it says, um, let me see. Hello? Hello, it's Vera. How are you? Who's this? Hello? 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 Hi, it's Vera. Who's this? This is Modaldi. Oh, hi, sister. How are you? I'm sorry. It's kind of um foggy, the sound. How are you? I think there's probably a bad connection. Are you there, sis? Okay, so you know what? Maybe if you call in again or something, you might be able to get a clearer line. I'll try to get back to you, okay? All right. I'm going to go to another line. Hello? This is Georgia. Hello? Oh. Let me see. Hold on. I, I, let me see. Maybe I'm doing something wrong here. Hello? I hear someone in the background. All right, let me see what's going on here. I'm sorry, guys. Hello, Georgia? Hmm. Okay, I think I I have the chat on, so if any of you guys are experiencing problems, please feel free to write that in the chat line, okay? And I'll try to um, troubleshoot. Hello? Hmm. Hello? Hmm. Someone said they're experiencing buffering. All right, let me see. That was guest 13. Have you called in, guest, or are you just in the chat? Okay, maybe that's guest 14. Have you called in or are you just in the chat? Okay, looks like we're having some kind of issues going on here. I'm sorry. I apologize, guys. It seems like Vera just 
naturally have computer issues when it comes to the radio shows and stuff like that. Um, Hello? Hello? Georgia? You've been unmuted. So I guess you guys have to hear me a little bit then. Let me see. Just give me a moment, guys. Okay, so guest 15. Can you uh, can you hear me for one? And two, are you on the phone or are you just in the chat for today? Okay, great, great. I know some people were calling in and they're probably working, so maybe some of them that I opened up, they weren't able to speak. Um, okay, no problem. Can call in to John. Oh, oh okay, John. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Um, I just have to figure out which line you have there, okay? All right, so, yeah, I guess I can continue to speak a bit, just to, you know, encourage you guys. A lot of people writing. There are many people that are not in the Facebook group. A lot of people, believe it or not, don't want to join Facebook at all. And I can understand that for privacy reasons. In fact, I joined Facebook not realizing what the um, motives were behind Facebook. I didn't realize as I'm signing up. I think what it is is they kind of lure us all in and made us kind of feel like we could connect with people that we went to high school with, family, we can stay in touch, all of those things like that. But eventually we we didn't realize that they were taking all of our information. And so I really applaud the people that never joined Facebook because they knew that there were dangers to giving out all of their information. I wish I had um, foresight like that. Unfortunately, I didn't. So because of that, there are a lot of people that don't, join our Facebook group. I get a lot, I get so much mail every day in YouTube that I spend at least an hour and a half in the morning um, answering private messages. Um, So I'm really, really busy with that. And sometimes my intention is to troubleshoot and figure out how to deal with the radio broadcast. I'm trying to upload a picture to the talk show. It wasn't working. So my time just dissipates so quickly throughout the day, but um, there's so much more that I'd like to be able to share with you guys and to do. So I'm going to try to do it more often, and um, I'm just glad I was able to do it today before the holidays start. I hear someone on the line. I hear some static. Is someone there? Hello? Okay. Gonna mute that. Okay. 
All right, hold on. Someone's texting me. They're trying to get in, too. Sheesh. Hold on. All right, some people wrote inbox me for the number for the show. I had a young brother who, who wrote me, I think it was yesterday, and he said, there's some things I disagree with you on. Um, and I was like, that's fine. I was like, that's what's good is that we can all, you know, come together and share. I was like, this is my research, not yours. Um, I didn't ask him what it is that he dis- disagreed with them, on, disagreed with me on. But it was still cute, you know, it was still nice because he's like in his 20s and he's like, I, I'm young, but I know stuff. And I'm like, oh, absolutely. I said, I could learn so much from people, from my children. I learn so much from them every day. So I, he said to me, can I call in your show and speak about it? I'm like, absolutely. So I, I know he's, um, he just wrote me and he's asking for the number for the show as well. So guys, don't be afraid to ask questions. That's what we're here for. I know that the show short notice as well. And what I'm going to try to do is schedule the shows more like a week in advance um, so that you guys can be ready and prepped and stuff. And then also you can write me some of the things that you're interested in speaking about, and we can go into that as well. And now I lost the line that helps me to unmute people. Okay, hold on. Okay. Hello? Hi, Vera. Hello. How are you? Who's this? It's Cassandra. I was going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. I'm good. I'm sorry, but this is new again, so it's kind of hard for me to figure out if I'm muting people, if I'm not. So I'm sorry. I apologize. No, no. I think sometimes, I mean, it was my my granddaughter's very loud in the background, so I didn't really want to say anything at first because, you know, I'd be disruptive on the show. But, yeah, certainly sometimes, you know, I I don't want to be the one that always saying something, but... I just really did appreciate you, you know, um, the way you were speaking at first because you, it was it was resonating with me. The fact that you do feel like you your security blanket has been, uh, you know, has dropped off of you or has been torn off of you when you find out different things about the religions of the world and how that they, you know, they were really something that was making you believe on the outside, but really we had to reach on the inside to to really get the real answers there you go so so it is sometimes you just you just when bad things are happening in your life you're just like who can i pray to you know i mean you 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 really don't know how to do this new stuff (laughs) and you feel so alone yeah yeah what kind of things do what kind of things have you found that kind of help you and assist you 
in those areas to feel secure still or to at least have a semblance of security. Yeah, I I, I just, uh, you know, I try to just calm myself down with meditation. And, you know, I've I just been like, you know, just having to be able to just like have my, I have like an altar set up where I just have like, just like my candles and things like that burning in my in my crystals and in my mm-hmm. my water and stuff like that. But I don't know, you know, because it's still, I, I try not to just put in, you know, to have any, you know, even putting beliefs inside those things. I just want mm-hmm. to just calm myself down right. and just know, remember that I do have the answers to uh, to things that are going on in my life because, you know, too much, too many daytimes I had deja vus and everything where I know that this is not the only life that I've been inside of. This is not mm-hmm. the only income. So it was too many times I had uh, deja vus. So wow. it, so I do I do know I, re, I I know things, but sometimes it, like I said because of being trained in religion, I just get you know where it's like man who who can I pray to man somebody need to be able to uh, come to save me. I know. But, yeah, <laughs> that is but, so yeah. true. It's like you know religion has the design of religion was purposeful, and that design mm-hmm. was to create a false crutch, you know. And so yes. the amazing thing about this false trust is that when you look at prayer and you look how, at how people who are going through troubles and pain and illnesses and sicknesses, how they pray, they're faithful. They've done everything they mm-hmm. could to be faithful in religion. And they'll mm-hmm. pray and do all they can, and yet they still die. Well, yet mm-hmm. whatever they ask for doesn't happen. And so... The amazing thing is like the religion is telling you that this is the magic magic pill, prayer, and leaning on your God, and everything's going to be okay. But then at the same time, we see that that's not true. It's not okay. Mm-hmm. And, and people who are religious and follow the rules, they die too, even if they pray. So, you know, it's almost amazing how when we're religious, we don't recognize that the formula doesn't work there either. Mm-mm. You know, no, it's like, mm-hmm, yeah. It didn't work either. You know, like, like you said, it was it was all the time that all the, we, you know, in the, in my community in the South, it was like all, it was a church on every corner and every and church's chicken on every corner too. So it was like, uh, uh, you know, like it was nobody being uh, being led in the right way. We still had all the, the murders and the deaths and the overweight and the sickness. We weren't mm. being uh, being led in the proper direction anyway. So, you know, I don't know why it's so, you know, when you realize that it was all lies anyway, it, it kind of just, like, made sense. Wow. You know, it, it made sense that, hey, all of it was lies anyway. But I think sometimes it's just like, you know, uh, cleaning out your closet. when You, you know, you kind of outgrew all that stuff. And you, you're too big for that stuff, but still it hurts you to have to throw it away or donate mm. it. Wow, that's a great analogy. Yeah, and that's how I'm I'm feeling like I still didn't kind of want to give all that away. I know I'm too big for that, but I still kind of want to wear them little little shoes or a little you know a little little dress that I had. But yeah, but I'm 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 able to you know to say yeah, just like I got those, I'll get more. So I might not find the truth, but I do find truth. Mm. And that's that's what my. Yes. I love that you just said some powerful stuff, Cassandra. It's like yes. for one, 
the analogy of throwing out stuff you know you're never, ever going to be able to use, but you don't want to, you hold on to it because it's, it's kind of like sentimental, it's security, mm-hmm. you know? It's just something mm-hmm. that we, we have a hard time doing. And yet mm-hmm. we know that it's not helping us anymore. It's not going to benefit us anymore. We can't wear the shoes that we used to wear that protected our feet mm-hmm. anymore because we've outgrown it, mm-hmm. you know? And then, you know, it's like, it's just amazing, I think, the way that the mind is able to use critical thinking and how you said that you're not going to find the truth, but you're finding truth. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to actually come to terms with realizing that the search for truth is mm-hmm. infinite. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And I guess you yeah. and I can relate to that because you were Jehovah's Witness. And how much did they mm-hmm. program us to call our religion the truth? It was it was uh, it was terrible the way they just made you think that that's you know you didn't even have to look anymore you didn't have to search anymore you didn't have to look on on YouTube or even talk to anybody else because they they already sold you on them being the truth mm. and it was it was just too much it was it was cult like because it, you should have been able to steal if it's such the truth why can't I I look outside why can't I search why can't I become educated yeah. what's the what's the what's the fear. But they was fearful, just like their God, that if you find out, you might, you know, you'll, you'll become like a, one of us, mm. and you'll know the truth. Mm. And they were scared, and you, and they, and they acted just like their their God, that they wow. did not want people to really know. Yeah, the truth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they didn't want people to have that knowledge. So right. I just really just appreciate it. I appreciate you so much, and and everybody else who uh, who's a part of the, uh, you know, the trying to to find them the, ourselves to really. So we can have this this hundred monkey whatever syndrome thing that they had, just so we can all wake up. And you know, and, and you know, and at first leaving it, leaving the uh, JWs, Jehovah's Witnesses and stuff, you feel you kind of felt like it was almost like you don't want other people to know what you know in a way. You yeah. act like you do, but you, you felt superior in, in having something that other people didn't know. Ooh, but you know, yes, it, right? I yes, but now I feel like I want right? everybody to know. You know, to that this stuff is a lie. Those religions are lies. They hold you back. They hold you in shackles. They make you where you can't fly. Wow. And none of them, all of them are, are not are, are lies. So they all lie. So I just I just appreciate you for having the courage to really come on and and uh, really share that. Brother John just wrote the um 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 Cassandra is so real. You say you're so real. <laughs> wow. Well, yes, I am. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for you observing that, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because what's beautiful is that you're able to articulate your whole development out of a lie, and you're and you're mm-hmm. saying it without fear or without guilt. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what has to happen, especially mm-hmm. when you leave a religion like the Jehovah's Witnesses. You need yes. to. You. It's like you, I find some Jehovah's Witnesses. Like I have a very, very close friend who left the Jehovah's Witnesses, but he still thinks it's the truth. And the reason mm-hmm. he still thinks it's the truth, and he feels guilt for not being in it, is because he hasn't proven himself out of it. Mm-hmm. You know. And mm-hmm. I look at him, and I'm like, your homework's not done. But yeah, he, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to say here read my book because he's a, he's one of my best friends. I'm going to let him come to that conclusion on his own. Hey, Vera, what did you write about? Let me see it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because that means that he's ready for it. But in the meantime, 
he'll say things, and I'm like, you're still there. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, how can you live still believing that's the truth? Yeah, you know, because I, that's like, what I used I, to tell a friend of mine. Yeah. Yeah. I used to tell a friend of mine, if I believed it was the truth, I would have stayed in it. But it's just I didn't, it didn't resonate with me. That's why I'm out of it, because I don't believe it was the truth. So, but if it, because sometimes they think you just want to run out of it because you want to do the, all this, the wrong things in life, and you just want to, you know, be your own free person and not uh, go under rules and regulations. But it wasn't that. It's just that that didn't resonate with me. It didn't make my soul feel okay. I felt like I was, it was too many questions that were not answered. Mm. You know? And you just and, brought and up another, you just brought up another angle. You know, people assume that because you're leaving your religion that you just want to be immoral and you want to have sex mm-hmm. with everyone and you want to do yeah. all of these things that the religion condemns. And I'm like, I, and I could testify that you're not like that just by speaking mm-hmm. to you. And I could mm-hmm. testify that my life, I, I'm still the same Vera, you know, I don't yeah. do, I don't even go to clubs, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, and there's nothing wrong with going to clubs, but no. I live what people would consider, people would think I followed, I, I follow religion because I have mm-hmm. a certain way of doing things. I, I believe in having ethics. I, I don't mm-hmm. believe anymore that, you know, my, my views have changed as far as marriage for people, for me. My marriage is committed to my husband for 23 years, and it will stay that way. He, we were meant to be together. I know why he came into my life. I know our purpose together. But for other people who choose not to be married, some people choose to have multiple husbands or multiple wives, or some people just are not meant to be married, but they'll, you know, go from one relationship to another. All of us mm-hmm. came here with different um, um, um um, proclivities. We came here with different kinds of nature. And so what it's done for me is realize that who am I to tell anyone how they should live their life? You know, of course, mm-hmm. someone who's promiscuous and sleeping with everyone, that's a dangerous lifestyle and they'll get, they'll mm-hmm. reap what they sow. But it's not mm-hmm. like they should be stoned for it. They need to mm-hmm. learn. That's all. They're going to learn a lesson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so there's no rule book that says you can't, because obviously if people are going and they, they live in a promiscuous life, that means they're able to. They can do it. But mm-hmm. it might not be wise for them. So, you know, I, mm-hmm. it's amazing how once you leave, you know, your morals still remain the same, but you no longer are judgmental of anyone else, and there's no longer a right or wrong that you could tell them, they should be following because everyone came here to follow them, their heart. And, and, and when you align yourself up spiritually, there are many things that begin to change with you. You start to change the way that you eat. You begin to eat healthier. You begin to mm-hmm. meditate like you're doing. You begin mm-hmm. to do all the things that nourish your soul. And, and people learn discipline during that time. So you might find someone who was promiscuous, and now because they become more spiritually aligned, with with themselves, their chakras are healed. They no mm-hmm. longer live in their lower chakras anymore. They're living in the higher mm-hmm. nature. So it's just amazing how, you know, just uncovering the dogma of what we've been given in a book, we naturally gravitate towards wholesome spiritual things once we begin to wake up. Yes. It's almost yeah. like we were already good and it was somebody that was uh, telling us that we were bad. It's like naturally we were already good, you know, just like you was reading in the uh, the book that time, uh, uh, the Testament of Job. 
it's like he was already good, and then the the two gods came and, and made it something bad. But mm. he was already giving and helping and uh, donating, and you know he was already a good person. So he didn't need a, a god, no god of the Bible, or somebody to come and tell him he was good. Or but they but they played a game with him, mm-hmm. pulling them left mm-hmm. and right, and that's how they do us. They pull us left and right, and it's like you you. I know going to the Kingdom Hall, I always felt like I was some a bad person anyway, even though I was a decent, pretty decent person, but because I didn't go out knocking on the doors as many hours as they would have wanted me to, or, or I didn't make all the Kingdom Hall underline the watchtower the way they wanted me to watchtower, then they were telling me I was a bad person. But when I, when I just said, look, let me take out all these shackles from every religion, from every, every book that was read, and just be my free person, I'm, I'm a very good person. I really love myself. That's right. So I mean, you know, I don't need anybody to tell me that. You know what I'm saying? No. It's just because I because I don't have bad intentions for anybody. That's right. And I would want people to to do good in their lives. So what what what's so bad about me? Mm. You know. That's so beautiful. I just yeah. And yeah. how how at peace do you feel because of it? Oh, uh, so much peace, so much peace. So right. it's it just it, it can only get better and better. And so, like, sometimes, like I said, I would get scared because I'm like, so I just need to pray to somebody when problems come along. But at the same time, I just keep on going through it, and I make it through every time. And I always, I said, okay, well, it, just another step to get up to, to step, another step to step up on. Wow. And that's just that's how life is, you know. That's right. That's how life is, exactly. And it's like mm-hmm. even if you if someone's religious and they pray, they're still going to have that issue, you know. And so mm-hmm. without having, without praying to someone, that issue is still there as well, and you're going to overcome it. Anything that mm-hmm. comes our way, we have the potential to overcome it because nothing is greater than we are. There's no challenge mm-hmm. too big for any of us. And so when mm-hmm. we overcome it, it is because we have the will to overcome it. And then we mm-hmm. should be looking at the power we have within because we did it ourselves. We no longer waited for some savior to come in and rescue us. In fact, it's so amazing how throughout mankind's history, when I've done research on it, there's been so there's so many stories of cultures that waited on a savior over and over and over and over again. This story has been told for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. They said mm-hmm. some savior was going to come and rule for a thousand years, the same as the Bible says. In fact, the Anunnaki have a prophecy of that as well. And so it's just amazing the redundancy of this issue of going outside of yourself and looking for someone else to save you. And, you know, when you look at our people as black people, it's like we suffer because we, we sit and we wait for someone to come and take care of us, to, mm-hmm. to answer for us. Meanwhile, do we even know how to create the material to sew into a sweater? I wouldn't mm-hmm. know how to do that. Would you? Well, you know how to go and make wool? No. Mm-mm. We don't even know how to get the seeds and put the seeds in the ground, or or mm. we don't even know how to, let me see, just do anything. I was like, we, we can't even figure out how to make our soup brushes. I mean, everything mm-hmm. that we use is made by somebody else. Let's say yes. all of that was gone. How will we survive? Because we've waited for so long for every everything else to do something for us, to save us, that we become so complacent that we're not even doing for ourselves. And so if everything was just taken from us, we wouldn't know where to begin. It's almost like the movie The Walking Dead, the show, 
how all mm-hmm. electronics, everything is done, and everybody's trying to survive. Of course, other races will deal with this conflict as well if this ever happened. But us more so, we've been kind of um, groomed to wait for a savior to come and save us. Yes, you know, because we were. Mhm. You look at the that you know for the, the great within the the within. If we're looking within, we don't want to see the savior because if you say, well, the the person who's going to save, uh, like I say, if the person's going to save Cassandra is Cassandra. But I've been taught that Cassandra is is uh, undeserving. And she ain't, she's nothing, and uh, she's so imperfect. And all of that. She's a woman, and she would never want to uh, think that, that that person would save her. So it was, it was easy for me to say, okay, well, it was some invisible uh, super, Superman, some uh, Jesus who's going to come and save me, because I wouldn't <laughs> want to think that little old Cassandra could, could be uh, something in the world. Wow. So I had to change my mind on that. So now, you know, you have to learn how to, at least go out and, and plant some tomatoes or something to, to you know, to just have, just to say if 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 it all fails, at least I can know how to plant something. I know how to make food grow. You know, yeah. I know how to do without a microwave. I, you know, try to try to learn to do something for yourself, step by step, little by little. Right. Take some steps. That's right. You don't want to depend on to learn how to really rely on yourself, to yeah. love yourself. And that's so true because what they do is they damage your self-esteem to the point where you just feel totally inadequate. Undeserving. What kind of word is that? Yeah, right? Oh, man. (laughs) Undeserving. What else can we say? Sinful. Um, Mm -hmm. What what other words did they use? Um, Deserve it or death. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Deserve it or death. you know, slave, even if you say you're a faithful slave, that's some sound good, a slave. Why do you have to be called a slave? It's, like, amazing how words, again, are used to put spells on us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All those words were key words. They're triggers to stop mm-hmm. us from responding to empower ourselves. Trigger words. Mm-hmm. Weaker mm-hmm. vessel. As a woman, you're a weaker vessel or whatever. Why you had to be weak? Why it had to be something like mm-hmm. that? Wow. Why can't you be called fan in China? Why had to be weak of this? And I know one of the books that, well, many of the books that were taken out of the Bible, um, the, let me see, what, which one it, was it? Um, the Wisdom of Solomon and, um, oh, man, what was that other one? Um, well, I know this is, they, they quote it from it so often, <laughs> Ecclesiasticus, <laughs> I think. In it, it talks mm-hmm. about how wretched the woman is and, how horrible mm-hmm. she is, and, and don't let her speak because anything that comes out of her mm-hmm. mouth is evil venom. And, I mean, just horrible. And we accepted that, we, and we accepted that, and that's why, you, you know, you felt like you couldn't do anything for yourself because you really felt mm-hmm. that. You, you bought that. You bought those lies. You did fall upon those spells and curses. Wow. So, you know, you, you led a life of uh, poverty and everything else for real when you, when you lived like that. But they need, to, they need to do that to you so you can go and knock on doors or uh, give all your money or your tenth or tithes or whatever that they could get out of you or just mm-hmm. to give, get their energy, your, your powerful energy that, they're giving, that you're giving to them. They need That's to right. beat you down in order to do that. And it's amazing because they all sit in the boardrooms and they concoct this. This has been going on for so long. They know, and you know the Watchtower, they are, they are skilled at mind control. They own 
um, over 50, I think it was over 51% of stock in uh, the, one of the, the biggest military companies on the planet. It was yeah. called Rancam. Now, you, mm-hmm. now how, how um, contradictory is that? Because the Jehovah's Witnesses say that war or the military is evil and it's yes. against God, but yet they, mm-hmm. they're the largest stockholders in, a, in the largest military company in the world called Rancam. And so yeah, the military company created weapons of war, you know, and wow. one of the things that they specialized in was mind control techniques. Man. And so you can imagine the Jehovah's Witnesses being a main component in this company, how they would use they, the Jehovah's Witnesses were the main key that they, that would be, that would use their people as a testing subject to see how, how mind control works. The Jehovah's well, Witnesses are one of the Huh? It really worked on me because if they had told me to drink the Kool-Aid, I would have done it. Or meet them somewhere on a mountain or something, I would have done it because, I mean, I was just programmed to believe that they were the only people who had the truth. And I really believed it. And then to look at the Bible now and and just like, did I really read that scripture? Or why why didn't I see that? It's like you had some kind of blinders on. Yeah. Or whatever. Or I guess when you were trying to read read a, read the Bible, they you know that bell, they'll ring that bell or whatever. Say so you went over, you know, over over the schedule. I don't know how they how they got me not to see what I see now in that Bible. <laughs> Maybe it was that translation that they had because yeah. I've been I I stopped reading that translation that they used to have and just started reading the King James. But even in the King James, or I don't know what they translation said anymore because it's like if it had said that. Why did I not see when uh, when God said that He He was a God of evil and a God of uh, you know light and darkness? Well, I I, never, I had never seen mm-hmm. that. Yeah, because they never quoted it. You know, they purposely would never high at least they never they never highlighted it. You know, they always had their highlighting scriptures. That associations for useful habits. Well, yeah. in the society of God and benefits of the teaching and reproving. I mean, they always had their specific scriptures. But that was never one of them. <laughs> mhm. Hmm. Well, anyway, I don't want to hold up the whole line and and you know, but uh-huh. anything. But I just like I said, I appreciate you and I appreciate uh-huh. everybody who who really put themselves out there because, like I said, I I had been so scared of the Jehovah's Witnesses. I was just scared for, for them to even knock on my door because mm. I you know it, you get out of it, but you'll you'll still be afraid of them in some kind of way, and then you have to say, well, why are, am I a grown woman scared scared of anybody? Just because they go to church or religion, it's just because you knew you had been programmed. Yeah. And you know that they had instilled that fear in you. And so to really come out of that and to really be able to really fly free, I am so happy and so grateful. Good for so. you. You know, I wish <laughs> and I fantasized for so many years that somehow I could go on the stage in my old conversation and tell them exactly what went down because when I left, I disassociated myself. And because I was such a strong, my family, we were like one of the families that were the anchor of the congregation. I was a pioneer. Mm-hmm. My husband was almost becoming an elder. My my then nine-year-old son was baptized at seven. You know, so we were like a pillar of the congregation. So here's Vera going against it. 
they had to definitely go on damage control. So I can imagine the talks they gave. You know how they gave the council talks mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. me on the stage to just make mm-hmm. everyone believe I was this evil person, that I was a racist, whatever it is they said. You know, I wish that somehow not to vindicate me, but to help them to see that they've been deceived. I've always fantasized about that. And mm-hmm. um, it's just because there's so well, many beautiful people that I left behind. I left so many beautiful souls behind. But if they're there in their journey, if they're supposed to come out, then they will. And, and a lot of them will. Like like you have me and different ones that are really, because for some reason I don't know why I clicked on your uh, YouTube channel and that, that long time, that, I mean, I guess about a year ago, a year and a mm-hmm. half ago when I, I clicked on your channel. But it was just something, because I usually don't even, anything that says anything about Jehovah's Witnesses, I had not even, uh, wouldn't even click or look at. But for some reason, I clicked your your, your YouTube channel, and it really did help me, because I didn't know that it, they still had me. I didn't know, cause, but the Bible, I still believed in the Bible, so it still kind of had me, you know, how, how you know, my, my hands had been freed from the Jehovah's Witness cult. But then, because I believed in the Bible, my legs were still shackled. But wow. by you and a few others, that shackle came off too. And, and I just, you know, if, if I even wanted to go back, it would be like dog, you know, a dog, that's what it would be like, dog, a dog returned to his vomit. Mm. I am just so proud that. of you, Cassandra. Yes, and I'm I proud of you so too. I'm so proud of your courage. And I'm just, mm-hmm. I just feel honored to have, to know you and to spend, mm-hmm. you know, time conversing with you and everything. I just want to thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, and have a good night. You too. Have a wonderful night. Bye, Cassandra. Good night. Okay, let me see. Hello? This is Texas. Okay. Hello? 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 Just heard someone say Vera. Hello? This is um, Massachusetts. Hello? Okay, that one's not coming through me. Then let me see what this one is. Hello? Every time I click out, I hear something else. Okay, here's another one. Hello? Okay, I can't get any of those. Hold on, let me see if this will do it. Hello? Okay, so whoever is trying to come through, 
Um, I'm really sorry. I, I guess the phone is not, it's, I don't know how it's not receiving you. Um, there's a couple of people there. But what you can do if, you know, once the show is over and everything, if you've had anything that you wanted to share or write, you could always leave that in the YouTube, the Facebook, or go on my YouTube and you can inbox me. Um, we're going to start to, um, starting next week, we're going to go into some, a lot of detail on a lot of things that are really pertinent that I think that you guys should kind of have in your, um, in your repertoire when it comes to this information. And this information is going to take you far beyond into so many different arenas in life that you're just going to see how this is in everything. It's ubiquitous in every single thing, whether it's religion, whether it's politics, whether it's government. All of this stuff with the Anunnaki and what really happened, all of it, all of it is intertwined into the entire history of the world. Not before the Anunnaki came to the planet, this history before that. But everything, everything um, after the Anunnaki came on the planet, whether it's government, whether it's anything that has any type of structure or form to it, they are the formulators of every single program that is on the planet. And this is why their system works. It's almost like, you know, you're trying to, like, for instance, let's say black Americans. You're, you're trying to break into government. You're trying to become a congressman or a politician. There was a lot to break through in the early 1900s and after slavery. There was a lot. It was almost impossible for you to even find your voice. This is happening in South Africa today because they, they basically recently got out of apartheid, and now the black, um, the black people of South Africa are trying to assimilate into the governments and into all of the systems, the police systems, everything, and it's almost impossible to integrate where they can actually become the boss or anything like that. And so with the Anunnaki, because they set up so many of these different structures, there's no way to break them. We are subject to an entire scheme that is almost impossible to break. But the only way that you can break it so the best way that we can is to gain knowledge of it, to understand what is really hidden behind the veil, what is really behind the Wizard of Oz. That's the only way that we're going to be empowered. And by no longer giving our power to them is the way that we are going to empower ourselves. So there's, a, there's so much information that I just want to start on a regular basis to share with you guys because I know that it's going to help you so much. I know that what you have is already a lot. But, um, and I'm sure so many of the books that I have suggested that you guys read in my book, I know that many of you have probably have not been able to read many of them. So many of there's one of them that's about 2,000 pages long. So I know that it's an intricate, it's, it's very intricate, the studying of all of this. So I'm going to do all, of I, all that I can to Share what it is that you have not been able to read. Everything is time-consuming. Many people work. We live in this world where what stops you from doing the things that you would love to do is the struggle. We live in a constant struggle, and this is one of the things that religion has allowed, the structure of the Anunnaki has created in order that we continue in a struggle so that we cannot focus on what is really happening and we cannot focus on empowering ourselves. But we're almost like dogs chasing our tail over and over again. 
I remember when I studied Greek mythology, I forget the, the, the mythological character thing, but they carried a ball up a hill, and the ball was made of glass. And by the time they reached the top of the hill, it was a lot of work. It was so strenuous to reach the top of the hill with that ball, just trying to push it up the hill. And then finally, when the mythological person gets it up the hill at the top of the hill, it takes a breath and it rests because it accomplished so much, and then the sun melts it. And so this is a struggle that humanity seems to be facing. Our balls that we're pushing up a hill seem to melt as soon as we get it to the top of the hill, and this is created for a reason. The more it is that we're busy in the minutia, the less it is that we can focus on what is really happening and retain our power back, getting it back. And so because I've been able to uncover a lot, I'm going to share that with you guys to kind of even more than I did in my book, Lessen Your Homework. Um, and so I enjoy doing it. It's not um, strenuous for me to do it all. I enjoy doing it. And it's kind of my gift to you guys because, I, you know, I want you to be empowered. I want you to not have fear. I, I still have this, after leaving the Jehovah's Witnesses, I guess I was born with a, a desire to do whatever I can to save the world or add my peace to making the world a better place. And hopefully this work is doing a lot for you guys in your lives and whatever you've uncovered on your own, I know it's assisting you as well. So I'm going to do all that I can to do that and to continue. So I have at least at least 50 different long, I don't know if you guys, when you go to the, to the dollar store or the art store, you get those long, big, giant whiteboards um, that's made out of paper. Um, you, you, you draw on it for school, but it's a big poster. I have about 50 of them back and forward. That's information that's not in my book that I just want to break down and share with you guys. So it's going to be a lot of studying, a lot of dissecting that we're going to go into, but that's what, that's what I think is going to make, it, make this fight for you guys even easier for you. And so I encourage you to continue to study, do all that you can, and that's why I wanted to do this show today, to kind of let people call in and ask questions and see you, see where you are, how you're coping, and how you're, you know, just existing. And I know the energies that are here that we're having right now are so powerful. It's strenuous. You don't know what is up and what is down, and you don't have the prayer anymore. And so that's why I figured I would come on and ask you guys. I had a couple of letters last week from people that was so, it was so heartbreaking because, you know, they're like, I, I, I don't believe anymore, but I have nothing. And they're like, I don't have anyone. I don't have anyone to go to. I don't have a church. I don't have friends anymore. And I just want you to know I understand your pain. I was there too. And I think a lot of us are here to live the pain so that we can assist all of those who will be going through it later on, you know? And so I just wanted to say hi to John out there, my twin. <laughs> I don't know if you guys see us pulling each other's twin a lot, but he has so much of my um, my blueprint when I was born. He's born a couple of days after me, and we have almost, not completely, but almost identical energy with us. And so that's why I call him my twin, and it's just the synchronicity of, Finding, you know, for one, him asking me to do his reading for him, and then two, me seeing that it's almost like my reading. So I was like reading myself. 
<laughs> when I did his shot. I'm like, this is too easy. <laughs> yes, John. Wow, it's hilarious. <laughs> but I was like, hey, this is like a long, long one out there. We all have people that we've incarnated on into this lifetime with, and and we have people that we haven't even met in this lifetime yet that we're supposed to meet. And somehow we make agreements before we get here to come together and and realize something together or assist each other, to help each other. Whatever lessons it is, we come here in groups or in soul groups. Some people, you have a lot of pain in your life. You live pain from family members. I have someone that I just did a reading for, and she's almost 60 years old. She's been through a lot of problems with her children, especially her boys. And I looked at her chart, and I knew right away without even knowing what was going on. And I said to her, I said, you have problems with your son, you know? And she's like, how do you know that? It was just staring at me in the face. And one of them has cancer, and he's only 25. He just got cancer. And then another one's a heroin addict. And the only one that's doing what we would consider well in today's society is the daughter who's in college. And, you know, I was trying to help her realize that everyone came with a different energy. And this is why her son, who's a heroin addict, we have to kind of understand that there are people that come here that don't have the ability to cope, you know. They can tap into the energy to make them strong, but because we've been trained religiously and we've been trained not to understand ourselves, then many people, because they don't understand how to find, how to heal, they go outside of themselves for the for the for the um for the for the thing that is going to anesthetize them or to make them feel better. And so this is why her son turns to drugs. And you know she right now she has cancer. She just found out she has cancer. It's about four months after her own son. And it's just you know just just knowing what it is that is happening. And so I was able to share with her that the reason that she's had these problems with her children is that in past lives, she, she neglected them. And so in this life, she's, came here, she's come here to pay them back. She owes them a karmic debt. And so most people would say to someone who's almost 60, taking care of their 30, 30-year-old sons you know, he needs to get a life, you need to kick him out, or, or you need to stop doing everything that you're doing for them. That will mostly be most of our answer because we would look at that person as though they're not responsible, but not understanding the energy she came here with and they came here with, we will make a judgment and it will be incorrect. Well, the correct judgment is that she must serve her debt to take care of her son, to take care of them. She owes them. And so this is why, guys, I am doing that, what I do, because I want you to get past the conditioning so that you can finally find yourself and find the reasons that things are happening in your life. Why do you have these same themes in your life? What is causing it? What is doing it? How does it trace back to the Bible and all of the conditioning that you have? How does it trace to the fact that you have now decided to leave your religion? Why? Have you decided to leave your religion? Why were you even brave enough to look at the information? You need to know that as well. There's so much uncovering that we need to continue to dig, and it's just going to make you stronger. 
And I'm just going to open up a couple of phone lines again before I go and I rest my head. I've been working and doing stuff all day, so I'm kind of I'm tired, but you guys give me energy. So <laughs> let me see if I can open the lines. If I open the line, just say something quick so that I can know that you're on and I don't click you out, okay? Hello? 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 Okay. All right, guys. Well, I am going to... Let me see. Hello? Hi, Vera. Hi. How are you? Can you hear me? Oh, yes, doing I well. Can. Doing very well. You? Is your phone charged now? Yes, it is. It's, it's powered <laughs> up and ready to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you, you were able to put me on. Um, I was really, you know, my heart was going out to, you know, some of the some of the newly awakened, you know, in the community, and uh, you know, it's it's like I started thinking back to some of the some of the techniques I started doing, you know, at the time I was awakening, it wasn't a popular thing, but you know, I had to figure out something. But what I what I found out is, um, you know, it it had a lot to do with my my uh, journey through um, through through health, and um, one of the uh, one of the tools that I used was um, binaural beats, and it's it's like an audio frequency uh, type of uh, CD. And I think I was talking to Amanda about this one uh, a few days ago. Mm-hmm. I had actually showed her, and. Um, it's, um, you probably can type in on Google Dane Spot uh, Super Brain Power. Um, what that does, it, it kind of helps you to, you know, if you're having that anxiety, you know, the mental anxiety, the mental chatter, you know, those uh, guilty, you know, types of feelings uh, for leaving or, you know, for, for, you know, looking into things, you know, it really you know, having having a CD something like that you know, with that type of uh, technology on it, it really works, especially if you have difficulty meditating. And yeah. that, that was one of the things I wanted to kind of uh, put in there because in a lot of cases the church um, kind of shuns meditation because it, it sounds too much like the Eastern, uh, the Eastern ways of, uh, you know, the Eastern religion. Right. Their approach. So, yeah, it was it was one of those you know one of those types of things that I had difficulty with was meditating. So I I used that and boy did I learn how to meditate. <laughs> wow. I, I, yeah, I would love to be able to um, you know share a link. I'll probably if, if if anybody's on the chat room, I'll find that link and I'll put the link on on the. Uh, that is so true because um, there's a there, there's a. a I listen to it over and over and over again. I probably listened to it about fifty times, and it's um, four hundred and it's the pie four hundred and thirty-two hertz. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So I know what you're saying. It just puts your body in peace. So I'm so glad you brought that up because that'll help a lot of people to calm and to feel yeah. at peace. And 
Um, there was an Indian one that I put up on in the age of I know an Indian like chanting kind of meditation thing, and that brings a lot of peace. But the one that you're talking about, the binary of peace, please post that to Facebook because I think you yeah. know you're on to another mechanism that people could use so that they can find balance and not fear so much. Definitely, definitely. And one of the one of the better things that one of the uh, the great uh, positive side effects from that is, of course, you do get more clarity, you know, when you're, when you're, calm, when you're more calm. And it actually exercises the structures inside of the brain, the uh, neural, neural uh, pathways. Okay. And, and um, when, especially if you're, um, you know, starting to get into the, the eating healthy and that type of thing, supplementation, Mm-hmm. So uh, helps build uh, build stronger stronger neural networks, and so right. what what it would allow you to do is to uh, study more, you know. And the more you find out, of course, you're gonna you know your your brain just wakes up and wakes up, and it continues to go on that path. And before you know it, it's kind of difficult to you know to just say, okay, I'm gonna stop, <laughs> you know, stop listening. <laughs> It's almost like you become your appetite for actually finding truth. At least that's my experience. It, it just just skyrockets. So. That's so true. So and, yeah, and it helps to kind of take away the, the the nervous tension associated with learning so much or getting so much information. I know, especially you know, you and I being Gemini Risings, we need that. <laughs> we need that relaxation technique because our mind is always going. <laughs> indeed, indeed, yeah. And so how do you incorporate that? Because I know you have a health segment that, you, that you're doing. Could you tell us about yeah. that and how that helps you to incorporate that into your spiritual um, journey? Well, um Basically, how I how I do it, I approach it from, uh, you know, it, it takes a little discipline for me, especially with the, the schedule I have. It sometimes it requires being up, you know, a little bit earlier, you know, up to 30 minutes earlier because uh, the particular track that I play is a 30 minute track, and okay. it carries the brain through the, um, you know, the different uh, alpha, uh, beta, delta, theta. Uh, frequency ranges, and then you know once once it completes, then of course you feel like you're really charged. Your whole body feels charged mm-hmm. after that. And so with with that good feeling, it's a, it's like a good inner feeling that you get when you recharge. It's you know it it gives you that extra energy to you know do things that you know ordinarily is just like well I, that's that's too much. You know that's one too many things to do. So yeah, I, I incorporate that, you know, as a, um, you know, as a meditation. And sometimes right. I can actually use it as a nap, you know, like let's say if I don't get up that uh, early in the morning, I can use that uh, towards the, towards the uh, evening time, somewhere around 6 o'clock or so, you know, just find a, you know, a quiet space and then just relax there for 30 minutes. And then you pick right. up again, you know pick up whatever you, you need to do, whatever your goal is. Wow. And that's, that's a good thing that you're bringing up, too, because what's happening with a lot of the energies that are just inundating us on the planet now 
is a lot of us are feeling fatigued, lot retired. Yes. <laughs> no one's figuring, yes. we're not figuring out why we just feel so tired. It's the energies that are doing it. Um, and so with oh, this, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you've asked yourself it too, to... huh? I'm sorry? You felt it as well. Oh, I used to I used to go through it a lot, but um, I figured out the bulk of why um, you know it's a chronic issue now. As far as you know, um, you know in today's in today's society, you know why that fatigue is so high, and this is one of the reasons why you'll have to tune in on the sixth of December to uh, you know know when you know well to, to let let your audience know when to actually, you know, make their last meal uh, for the day right? for 6 o'clock. So yeah. that, that will change a whole lot just doing that by itself. That's so true. Yeah, I remember, I mean, I, I, I practiced fasting a lot. Um, I started mm-hmm. doing, um, I'd say my husband was at 9-11. And so because mm-hmm. of that, it forced me to figure out a way to cleanse him because, you know, I, I just knew I'm like, he must have so many, so much, so many chemicals in him. So I went to a natural doctor, an iridologist, um, probably November after September of 2011, 2001, the World Trade Center. And so we went to an iridologist and right away when she looked in his eyes, they studied the iris. She looked in his yeah. eyes and she said, oh my God, he's like, what kind of chemicals have you been around? Mm-hmm. Like, this is horrible. I've never seen anything like this. So I'm looking at her, and I'm like, what is she seeing? Why is she reacting that way? Yeah. And I was kind of scared, you know? And so she's hey, like, I'm going to give you this, and I want you to go home, and I want you to take it every day for seven days. And so he did that. But me, being the curious person that I'm, I am, I'm like, now, why why was she saying that? What did she see? So I got I bought his book on iridology, and I was able mm-hmm. to see exactly why what she saw in his eye. And when I looked at his eye, I was like, oh my God, she's right. It's yeah. like you know when you have built up of chemicals, you have this like this, it looks like a pearl necklace has been placed around your iris. And my oh, husband, wow. it was just it was just right there, a necklace around his iris. And I was like, wow. oh, my God, that's why she reacted wow. that way. So he took the the stuff that she gave him to clean his lymphatic system, and within three days it cleared out of them, you know. And then on top of that, every six months to do a water fast. My husband's able to do 28 days of just water. I don't know how he does it. For yeah. me, I can only do, like, 14. But we've built up since, since the World Trade Center. We went from the Lemonade Master Cleanse. And then eventually we were able to build ourselves up to water where we can just fast on water. But it's just amazing how those techniques help to also get rid of anxiety. It gets rid of fear. It it helps you sleep better. I mean, just so much of what everyone's physically feeling, it helps you to release yourself from it. So I'm so glad you brought that up and that you also into your health and things like that because that can do a lot to help people get over the spiritual loss that they feel, you know? Yes, yes, yes indeed. Yes, indeed. It, it, it's nothing like that feeling where it's like, oh, man, you know, it's like you, you're standing on the edge, you know, and the, the least little breeze just feels like it can push you over, you know, but it's, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, if, you know, for those who are listening, you know, if 
going through, you know, the same type of awakening and then look at those who have been awake for a while and, you know, kind of get get to know what, you know, what types of um, what type of, of mechanisms they use and this this will you know, it will definitely help, you know. It, it's nothing like um well I lost my train of thought but Yeah, you're right. Concerned. When you when you surround yourself by people that have been through the process, it kinda mm-hmm. helps to guide you through that through those steps because they can assist yeah. you now. And and I think that's what helps too is that you know, when you live through a certain journey, your perspective is much broader than it would be had you stayed where you were. Yes, it you know? is. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't feel bad if you, if you go back or whatever. But, yes, like you said earlier, um, there will be an event that will really show you why you left or why you woke up. You know, yeah. Yeah, and everything, you know, everything is in our process. There's no... What's beautiful is that we've reached a point where there are no rules anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 And, yeah. And, and it's so funny because my son is Gemini in all of his major houses, right? So, you know, he's got it all the way. So, you know, I'm, I'm oh, like, wow. okay, so what's going on with you? What are you, what are you, uh, how are you feeling about school, all of this stuff? He's mm. like, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know this. And, you know, in my old way, I always assumed there was a program, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In the world, we feel that there's a program that our kids follow through. You want a great <laughs> job, you want to make money, you go to college, you get a degree. Right. And my husband's right. like, you know, the authority figure. He's like, you're going to do this or you're going to go by my rules or blah, 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 blah. And, I, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to bend my husband a little bit and say, babe, you know, He's here to express himself now. He's 18 years old. He uh, he can no longer be told what to do, but he can only be guided. And so we have to allow our children to live through their heart and and be imposed to do through themselves and not through what we tell them anymore. We've done our job. And so this is the beauty of even spiritually when you no longer are a child anymore. You become guided by the lessons that you learned when you were under a, a tutorship, and now it is you're in a place where you can start making decisions that no longer have rules for you, but you've kind of gained the wisdom on how to make it the most beneficial of the cause and effect. It's just, you know, we, we begin to exercise our own sovereignty. Yes, yes. And it's self-empowerment, you know. It's like, and so many people say to me, there are so, you know, what rules do you follow? What religion do you follow? And I'm like, if I told you a rule, that would mean that I follow a ritual, you know? Exactly, yes. <laughs> and I think what, what um, when I was going through that, what really helped me was just to find out what truth is, you know, in everything. You know, because everything has it, you know, for every moment there's a truth. And um, you have to you have to really be looking for that. I know that's a very broad word, in, yeah. in a lot of cases, but you know, it's it's one of those one of those things to endeavor for is to find truth. Mm. That is so true, and that's what I think the quest is for. You know, we're we we feel like we're in search of something all of our lives, and that's why at times we confuse it with looking for religion or something. But in truth, we're on a quest to find 
truth. We're we're on a quest to find out what formulas work and what formulas don't work and and what formulas heal and what what formulas don't heal. And that's a never-ending journey, you know. Um, You can't put a book around that. You can't put a binder around those pages. (laughs) Those binders aren't going to contain the limitless information that we'll be discovering. And I think that's what's so wonderful, like Cassandra was saying when we were Jehovah's Witnesses, we thought we found it all. We thought we had all the answers and we got it and everybody else is just, you know, essentially everyone else is is, is, is unintelligent or whatever. We just, we felt almost superior, like yes, self-righteous. That's, that's the carrot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's horrible when, you know, when you look back, you're like, wow, I was really like that. You know, and not that you went around, but that's the feeling that the religion gave you. It gave you that feeling. Mm -hmm. Justified. (laughs) And I think it takes a lot of humility to say, I I don't have every answer for you. I, I, you know, I can't tell you, you know, certain things. All I can tell you is what I've uncovered or what I've found. And, and, you know, and, and we all have to find our solace in that. And I think, like you said, uncovering and searching for knowledge and, and, and information, that's what kind of takes away the pain of the fear of not, no longer yes. having a church to go to, right? Yes. I love it. It's like I could, I could do some. I have to shut down a lot of times because the stuff just keeps coming and your whole body feels like it's on, it's on fire where you're like, okay, I need to stop yeah. the information, right? You know, right? Right, right. Um, exactly. But when, when, you've, when you started to download and process what it is you've, you've looked at already and you're ready to go back to uncovering more stuff, it's just insatiable, it's beautiful, it's wonderful, it's empowering, and that becomes what the joy used to be when I used to go to a church. And and even more than that, it's even more than that kind of joy. But that's what gives me solace. That's what gives me peace. That's what gives me the courage not to fear facing the lies and telling everybody that listens or wants to know that what it is I believe was a lie. That's what makes me not fear burning in hell by the God that I speak against. That's, you know? That's right. I'm not afraid of him oh. anymore because I've unmasked him. And the more unmasking I do, the less fearful I am of any repercussions that people tell me might come my way. Yes. Yes. No. Now, do you so, have yeah. any, any techniques <laughs> for, for um, anybody that, um, as far as, you know, what, what you did to, um, I mean, in the very beginning? I know I know that you you started doing a lot of research and so forth, but was were there any additional uh techniques or meditations? Um like did your sister help help out uh share? Um yeah, well what I would say is that, you know, at the time when I was waking up, Sherry was still in the belief of Islam. You know, mm-hmm. she was removed from it because she stopped attending the meetings. But she still believed in it because I would tell her stuff and she would still kind of be supportive of Farrakhan um, or whatever it is, the Quran. She would still quote from it. And I could see she was struggling with it because of what, you know, she was uncovering and what I was sharing with her. But she didn't want to let me know that, okay, you might have some validity there 
or, you know, my my face also needs to be checked, too. Like, she didn't want, I could tell she was struggling with vocalizing that to me. So I just let her, I just pretended like I didn't even know she was actually examining her face. So it wasn't like, you know, I was going to her for any spirituality at the time, but I, but I was using her a lot for the conversation, for me being able to express everything that was happening to me. And she's so beautiful like that because her spirit is so humble that yeah. she just makes you feel like like you could just tell her anything and, and, and she's there to hear. And I mean, she's just so yeah. wonderful yeah. that even in her silence, she was my therapy. And she yeah. helped me she's in so balance. many different ways. Yeah, and we came from, you know, her being in Islam, me being in Jehovah's Witnesses, there was a conflict there. So we were always close. But that religion restricted us from being as close as we could be. So all of those years, my twin and I were even closer because we believed in the same religion, the Hebrew Israelites and the Jehovah's Witnesses. But now my twin still believes in the Hebrew Israelites, and Sherry no longer believes in her religion. I don't believe in my religion, and Sherry and I now have more in common. So it's just oh, wow. amazing that finally, after all these years of not having anything that's more than just sisters in common with Sherry, now we finally come together and we're like, we don't have any format anymore. It's just is what it is for the day. And we respect yeah. that and we love that, 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 um, that peace we have with each other where we don't have to second guess ourselves or you know, feel like we're doing or saying the wrong thing. Like, I actually, I was so, I loved your expression on Facebook. I hung a Christmas tree for the first time in my life. And the reason that I did it is to, one, express my, my, um, my freedom, for yes. two, express yes. my sovereignty and my right to do whatever I want, even if I don't believe in it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's kind yes. of a rebellion, but it's a positive rebellion because it's expressing Dira. And, and the fact that no longer am I going to go by rules anymore, I'm just going to go by what I feel. And so there's no belief in the tree except that I love to decorate. And I've always said, wow, if I decorated for Christmas, I would do this or do that. And I'm a, okay. and my moon is in Libra, so Libra is ruled mm-hmm. by Venus. We love beauty. We want to make things pretty. And so right now, just looking at the tree makes me feel so happy because that's my emotional side anyway and so you know it also has symbolic meaning because it's also like you said the tree of life <laughs> you know exactly exactly and, wow and it survives yeah. through the winter you know it's the, mm-hmm. one of the only trees that survives through the winter it's that's telling right. us a lot in symbology so you know so it's just it, and and you know and Sherry saw my tree and she's like wow that's beautiful she's like you go Vera you're not caring what anyone thinks you're just doing you. And I was like, yeah. I was like, thank you for, for noticing that. And for two, we're both in a place where we don't judge that or judge what we do, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. So and then when you yeah. said what you said, I totally laughed on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you were, if you were going to check that. I'm glad you did. Glad you did. <laughs> I was like, John totally gets it all. Oh, definitely, definitely, you know. <laughs> yes. I, I check into almost everything now. It's it's like I know I know the last time I I had a um I think I I did a a, a chat with you and um I'm off into another aspect of what 
you know, what's going on. And it's like, I, I know that, um, you know, I'm kind of hesitating because I know it's, we're at a at a point now where we're um, trying to shed the, you know, the religion now. Yeah. And then, you know, there's that next level, you know, where yeah. where, where the religion and the real world starts to come into play and why that religion is there. And it's yeah. like, wow, you know, I'm, I'm, think I'll, I think I'll ask, um, I think I'll ask that question up on another show because it will take us, yeah, yeah. and that's crazy, too, because I have, for the last, I'd say, year and a half, I started another book, and this one is just, oh, my God, the depth that it goes into, and you, and I'm sure you've visited so much of what I'll bring out in this book, but it's going to be heavy. Mm-hmm. It's going to be beyond religion. I, I mean, the stuff that's in it, and, and, and that's why I take so many breaks, because I, you know how it is when you're just getting all this information and your body is just like, it's just, it's just too much, too much, you know. And so I have to pull back a lot. And so I haven't even touched the book for like a month because I don't even want to look at it because it's that powerful and that heavy. And even the topic is just too much to to share now because it's just going to be too overwhelming for everybody because everybody's still trying to process this other stuff. And to yes, get the details yes. down for that first, and yes, then yes. hopefully once you know, once you see how everyone, tr- that's why I, I like to ask questions. Where are you people? Where you know, are where you? are yes. your thoughts now? Yes. So I could see where people are, how much they're absorbing, and then I could say, okay, here's the next part, and so yes. so I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you kind of have sure. to go with the intuition of, okay, maybe I'll hold back, I'll wait, or or. Yeah. Yeah. The time is now, and and you know it's just wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey Vera, I know I know you got probably another caller or two, uh, yeah. but um, it's always good to be be able to share. And um, I I just you know thank you for the work that you're doing because it's it's an inspiration for me as well. You too, and listen, I I, I one. Whatever show, let me know if you want to host it with me. Um, it would be an honor. And I was also thinking, um, yeah, so just, you know, let me know. You can inbox me or whatever. I know you work and you're really busy and you're doing the other stuff with health. I, I know a lot of people could use some of that advice, too, when it comes to health as well. So stay tuned, okay, my brother? I love you, and I send love and energy your way, okay? Oh, thank you, Vera, and much you. love to you. Mm-hmm. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, guys, we're going to zero on out. Um, if anyone just wants to say hello really quick, you're welcome to do that. And if not, we'll go out and we'll see you guys next week, and next week we'll get into some heavy stuff, okay? If you have any questions before the show next week, just inbox them to me on YouTube or on Facebook, or you can publicly put it in the age of I know, and maybe other people can answer your questions as well. And take care, guys. Good night, everyone. It calls at 10. Yeah. Where they open. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. 
computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.